This week on Carolina Sports Talk, we talk a little bit of NFL, some notable injuries, impressive wins, and disappointing losses. Also, word association. Y'all ready? Let's go! Another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. As always, thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. Or to be a part of the show, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube at Carolina Sports Talk. And don't forget the Carolina Sports Talk talk back page, Carolina Sports Talk talks back. Man, talking about talking back, bro. Uh, Three weeks in a row. At this point, it's not even a celebration. It's just like what we're supposed to be doing. Exactly. As always, welcome in my main man and yours, DJ Highstar, in the building, Patriot Patty Studios. And we live, baby. Yeah. Recording live. But (laughs) (laughs) this is true. Did want to say to the audience that, yeah, I wasn't tripping. That was my voice at the beginning of the show, but <laughs> it was a little bit, I mean, nerve-wracking whenever I was presented with the opportunity to just intro, you know what I mean? Like, share, and subscribe. Follow us wherever you follow your old, and tell your smart speakers. <laughs> Let me get it. Go ahead. Play. Carolina Sports Talk. <laughs> I only know that so good because of Be Easy. Shout out to my dog. You know what I'm saying? Be Easy knows it. My dog, I mean, because he picks up, he's a podcast head, and like true podcast heads, they they used to their routines right, and right. so like every shorter got like their little catchphrase or their little intro lines like his be like with the free 99 you know what i mean so right shout out to them boys man if you're not listening to the dj blaze radio show podcast man are y'all really even real podcasters at this point but that's nonetheless i digress dog how you been man it's been a week since i seen you well since we recorded right right now um pretty good man uh uh again appreciated the um you know the rollout that you gave me there to to pay proper respects to our our fellow fallen brother. Um, so we were able to, you know what I mean, send him off in a nice homegoing service on Friday mm-hmm. down there in Columbia, South Carolina. Beautiful service, and um, then on Saturday. So you know how black people say it's a celebration of life and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So Saturday. Mm-hmm. We followed it up with another celebration of life. You was out there. Yes, um, it came right out there. Um, to, so my mother celebrated her birthday last Monday, October 2nd, and we celebrated <laughs> with a karaoke uh, party. It was really a Motown-themed, um, whatever, Motown night or whatever. So it was karaoke and bingo that we had out there. Mm-hmm. You came out there, man, and I, I just listen. You talk about here you go, Patriot Patty. <laughs> yeah, you know where I'm going with this because you I were supposed do. to show up on Sunday or whenever that was to to close shed Sunday to watch some football. Uh-huh. And Got before, sidetracked. Right, right. Before all of that. I couldn't hold it in. I had to tell them. <laughs> I already heard. The all right, report. all right, here we go. Here we go. Okay, so audience, let the I'm sorry. Audience yeah, know. I can't. Yeah. I can't hold it back anymore. So we in there doing karaoke, <laughs> and I posted my footage or whatnot on Facebook. 
of me singing all night long, Mary Jane all night long, the Mary J. Blige version. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, give me all your love and don't you, stop. And you killed it. You did your thing. You know, had the, the crowd, crowd participation. participation. You see where I'm going. <laughs> and um, so. I'm going back to my seat, and uh, the whole time that I'm ending my my performance, I'm looking in the corner of my eye, and I see Big Cliff just just gathering myself, yeah, just plotting. So I'm going back to my seat, and Big Cliff goes up, and he picks up the mic. He's about to perform, and my big cousin, she's like, um, "Oh, okay." Well, first thing I said was, "Oh, big dudes always think they could sing." When I was going to sit down. And she's mm, I so said, she I looked toward part. the yeah because I, I said it by the table so she looked up there and she said um oh okay I didn't know you could sing and um now nah, somebody song. else says sing some Luther that's that's true as well and that's that's so that's when I had to go ahead and give them the heads up the I'm not song, a singer that's I, that is that was the catalyst I gave somebody them said sing some Luther sang because they saw him we was making all the stature. big guy <laughs> joke uh, with the big guy singing jokes and stuff like that it is somebody said sing some Luther and you said I'm not really a singer like that <laughs> and then you proceeded to put on Stevie Wonder um, It's something about your love Knocks me off and, and, well, uh, first, first of all Okay knocks me off my feet But let's slow down <laughs> Slow down Because <laughs> Sorry audience We're going to get to sports But when So when he said that He was like um, Mid sentence And he was like Yeah no Excuse me I'm not a singer I see us in the park <laughs> Then he kicked his leg, y'all. Honestly, Big Cliff, let's not lie to the audience. He kicked his leg. There's something about you. And then, isn't there a breakdown in the latest? Yeah, there's a little that something about that. Yeah. Makes me weak. Knocks me off my feet. Yeah. And I. So. Yeah. <laughs> then like the old you know the older real songs they have a whole second part so with yes. karaoke you gotta come with your your lungs and your energy and everything like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that second part came y'all and big i was Cliff ready retired. to abandon yes i was done i was he through. retired it he hung the mic up now but granted, I did, I did on finish. my song i left a little bit at the end as well mm-hmm. yeah. but i did finish i just didn't i didn't i didn't know the second part and it wasn't until i was ridiculed and chastised by the audience that mm-hmm. i felt obligated like in that Jones instance party. uh it, oh yeah no you got to do the second verse you can no, all go ahead okay i guess i'll do the i see us in the part like <laughs> you already you already did all of the theatrics yes. already yeah at got all of that said, the yeah, way and it, it was, was mad song left uh, an entire whole second verse, the vamp, the chorus three times over, and the freestyle. Yeah, nah. Hit him with that little high note run at the end, you know what I mean? I was all in all though, I do appreciate you coming out there. Yeah, man. Nah, I had a fi- had a blast, man. One more time, shout out to Mama Jones yeah. for her birthday. Or Mama High Star, I guess, for the show. Yeah, because yeah, it is Listen, another whole uh, exactly. Nah, I mean, we could call her Mama High Star for the sake of the show, I guess. Mm. Uh but yeah, man, shout out to Mama High Star and uh in the little, you know, Motown themed karaoke party. Yeah, it was Bingo. definitely a good time, man. It's a nice little celebration that they have for her. But getting to some football, there was some celebrating going on in the NFL this weekend. Mm. Some teams had some. I see what you did there. Really, <laughs> I mean, it's almost like we do this, you know. But no, it's, there were some teams that had some really good performances this weekend. We'll jump into a little bit of the 
impressive win, disappointing loss. But I want to, since you introduced some new segments last week, I want to throw one at you, Pauls, um, okay. with a little bit of headlines. We'll start with just some uh, headlines throughout the NFL. Give you just literally just a couple of seconds to kind of talk about it, and then we'll move on from it's there. The title of a Drake song. Ah, headlines. Is that on the new album? No, it's not. But go ahead. See, <laughs> so yeah, a, exactly. yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so jumping in, starting with the NFL. Um, nope, that's not NFL right there. Here we go. Here we go. So in the San Francisco-Dallas game um, where San Francisco throttled Dallas, I want to start off by first acknowledging that it was my prediction or my hot take that San Francisco would lose to the Dallas Cowboys, and I was wrong. I was incredibly wrong about that. Oh, and you said Luke? No, Warren. right, 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 exactly. <laughs> but no, because I, I, I felt like the game could go either way. But go ahead, continue. Yeah. So okay. in that game, um, San Francisco tight end, Mister, sorry, say George. Um, what is Kittle? San Francisco. Name? Yeah, it is George. George Kittle. I wanted to say Greg for some reason. Greg Olson, best tight end ever. But anyway, Kittle had on a, an F Dallas T-shirt underneath his. Pads the entire game and uh, after his third touchdown of the day lifted his shirt to reveal it the disrespect that he had intended from the beginning for the squad so the headline reads Parsons receive, responds to Kittle's F Dallas shirts and says laugh now cry later so if for those who may have missed it um, he's apparently got a podcast with uh, Bleacher Report I think it is um, who uh, Parsons Okay Michael Parsons Each week does a uh, podcast And during his podcast He responded to it And saying like You know I didn't think he was Going to take it that personal Alright y'all Got the best of us The first time I hope We play y'all again And he says Laugh now Cry later What are your thoughts About that <laughs> With regards to Parsons Saying laugh now Cry later Well <laughs> I think um, It's building up For Good matchups and regular season rivalries. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's certain certain teams. I mean, it's just it's it's right at, at this point. It's muscle memory. It, it's just habitual. Where the regular season, you can build up rivalries with other teams. You might fall to a division foe. You might fall to a conference foe. Um, but then the postseason is a little different. Um, the reason I say that though is because also Debo. Jumped into the mix mm-hmm. as well. So, <laughs> with Debo Samuel jumping into the mix, I don't think the Niners are intimidated nor scared. I think they, they, word they, at all. they want that, you know, smoke. So, um, yeah. I, I agree. I understand where Parsons is coming from. Here's the thing, though. I think San Fran has a better team. I was about to say, is Micah the only dog barking right now? He's the only one they need. For Dallas. Huh? He's the only one they need not to be able to win the game, but they're going to physically regret any other smoke that they give. Because Micah Parsons is quite literally probably one of the most unstoppable players in the NFL. He's not the biggest. He's not the strongest or fastest. But he's got high enough levels in each of those categories that when he locks in and he's got some extra motivation, there ain't no lineman that they got that can stop him. And so he himself will become a one-man wrecking, wrecking crew. That could make their day real long and real Improm- hard. Impromptu five from both of us. Pause. Like that, we'll we'll build that together. Impromptu five, unstoppable defenders right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm putting T.J. Watt in there, maybe. T.J. Watt, Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, Michael Parsons, Micah, Miles. Not this year. 
Mm. I'm normally yes, but he I've seen him getting single blocked and taken out of place this year. So I would okay. I'm not gonna put him. Um I I saw some stints from Chris Jones last week. Showed Chris, why he was worth the money. <laughs> Say y'all that week one showed why he was worth that money. Right. And that Detroit. Uh, who was game. you about to say? Um Agent Zero, man. Right here in Carolina. Mm. Yeah. It, I mean, Spider Man got it as far as I'm concerned. Like double team and they're not able to because he's just long athletic paws and he's incredibly quick. And so he's got the strength moves and like so I I would yeah. I would put him up in there too. All right. Well, let's move forward, man. All I right. like these headlines. Yeah. So another one up. Uh, literally just had it. And I'm not going to do any of the injuries because I know we're going to get into those in just one second. But another, dis- and this could be probably somebody's uh, disappointing loss, but the Packers quarterback, Mr. Love, throws three interceptions as the Raiders win on Monday Night Football. Now, I had the opportunity to kick it with Patriot Patty early in the, um, in the week. I don't remember when it was, but I was, a matter of fact, it was Monday, and I was telling her that I, I hadn't watched any football, including of the Carolina Panthers this entire weekend. And so to redeem my football head card, I did watch most of the Monday Night Football game last night. Um, and I am willing to say at this point, based on with that, just in that headline alone and watching what I've seen from uh, from Love so far this season, that he is the consummate and perfect backup quarterback. What are your thoughts on Love throwing the three interceptions versus the Raiders? Uh, you know, as you know, Patriot Patty as well, um, that I've, you know, done stand-up and stuff like that uh, out here in Charlotte and the Carolinas in general. And you're not truly a stand-up comedian until you bomb. Mm. Um, you know, young quarterbacks need adversity so that we can see not just um, how they perform in that game, but how they react to it in games following we saw Colorado, you know, and this is maybe a bad analogy or a bad comparison, but we saw Colorado as a team get thumped by Oregon, and we had to analyze kind of more or less how they responded so that we can, so that we could take an assessment of them as a team. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same way with Jordan Love. I'm not. I'm going to give him some grace until he has, you know, I, again, it's a, a long football season, and. Um, these type of things happen. You 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 run into games of adversity, and you either learn from it, or you you know concede and and everything to uh, to the pressure and stuff like that, and end up being trash basura. Yeah, I can see that, but I'm I'm going to intentionally disrespect this young man. I'm not even going to call his first name because that's. Too high of a level of greatness to be associated with where he is in his career, even though that's his God given name. I'm still not going to call it. But moving on, our last headline of the day, and we'll jump in as just um, <laughs> moving on. Yeah, impressive wins and disappointing loss. The Rams trade Van Jefferson to the Atlanta I Falcons. That. I peeped that. What are, what are your thoughts on that one, on that trade to our NFC South rival? The Rams. Had a lot of, a <laughs> lot of wow. capital, yeah, a lot of, a lot of capital when it comes to these athletes, man. These mm-hmm. skill players. Mm-hmm. I see why OBJ is where he is because then you look at a Tutu or a Nakua. Mm-hmm. They're drafting well as well. In addition to having wide just- receiver, 
The depth mm-hmm. at the wide receivers for them to be able to do that because Van Jefferson wasn't on the sneeze at. Granted, he wasn't like a um, game changer, difference maker in the headlines every weekend, but it's a quality receiver. Um, hopefully, that opens it up selfishly. Hopefully, that opens up the field and, and some of the field for Kyle Pitts. Uh, selfishly, <laughs> selfishly. Fantasy. <laughs> uh, you said that that would that was the last headline mm-hmm. because it's a, it's a perfect segue if if we're talking NFC South mm-hmm. to just you know it's Carolina sports talk, bro. I, I, now and I know that you don't have any kind of feelings, <laughs> any affinity, towards, <laughs> um, but at zero and five, you um, you alluded to it in pre-production at at. Uh, at 0-5, I want to start this conversation off like this. Is there any optimism or t- like um, sprinkles of hope, faith that you can provide to us, uh, the Roaring Riot, the Carolina Nation? Yes. Uh, and don't, don't be... Don't be sarcastic, bro. All right. It's absolutely coming and you know all right, all right. it. The best thing that or the best perspective to be able to put this season in with where we are currently sitting at 0-5. The only winless team in the league? The only winless team in the league. Um, the best perspective to put it in is that we've only got 12 more games to lose. And It could be 13. It could be 20 more games, but we've only got right, 12 let's more. Isolate, let's isolate my question a little bit more then. Okay. <laughs> we are, regardless... Coming into a weekend Mm -hmm. uh, where, if I'm not mistaken, we play the Miami Dolphins. Yes. So. (laughs) But the the reason I. Go ahead. ahead. The reason I say. (laughs) Funny funny story. The reason I say Uh, that. Neither of us want to talk about that at all. (laughs) Go ahead. Please. Go ahead. No, no, no. After you. I insist. (laughs) No, like we suck, bro. And even in the areas that we don't suck. But absolutely. Even in the ways that we aren't a terrible team, we're hurt and we lack depth. And as a result, we Speak. don't have the talent necessary to be able to compete. In addition to not having the talent necessary to compete, we also don't have an offensive coach right now who is empowered to be able to implement the system that he was brought in from L.A. to be able to do. Frank Wright has had his reins and a very tight clutch on the system right now. Between that, coupled with Bryce Young looking very skittish, unsure of himself, and overthinking everything. The man thought so hard that he lined up behind the guard trying to analyze this defense it's nerves it's it's fright it's fear and he is not playing at his highest let me slow you down because a lot of times you you, know every week hold on because every week you do this let me slow you down real quick let's just as a point of reference for our audience are we playing in miami or in charlotte this weekend I don't, I don't know because it'll be worse if we're in charlotte yeah i I understand i just wanted to be in miami reference okay um xavier woods our safety is questionable dante jackson our Mm -hmm. cornerback questionable um, of course, we saw, the scam, we saw the scary thing with, with Chandler um, Zavala. Zavala. La- last week, we saw the scary thing that happened with him. Um, but then also, just with defense in general, Shaq Thompson on the IR, J.C. Horn on the IR. So uh, Marcus Mar- Marquise Haynes Sr. on the IR. Mm-hmm. And our defensive end, Henry Anderson, is on the IR. It's... It, it, it ain't looking good, to, right? Exactly, because I want us to kind of go through some Carolina stuff a, a little bit, but it's going to bring us into 
the impact of injuries for for different teams and stuff like that. But again, with with, with us playing Miami, going to Florida, depleted in the secondary like that. Mm-hmm. What do you? I mean, what are you going to do this weekend, Big Cliff? Well, I'll be the just relaxing. Uh, I got a little church. I'll be uh, <laughs> sipping a glass of wine, wine, reading a book, perhaps. Then no, I'm not at all going to do that. Let me not even. Leave. But no, literally not watching football. I didn't. I was sitting down having dinner on Sunday evening or Sunday afternoon. I looked up. I was like, "Oh, the Panthers are on TV." So what are you going to have? I'm looking at the chicken. I just I wasn't feeling that at all. I didn't care to. But get to any exile all of your football stuff is kind of come on, man. I have you, lost the zest yourself. and zeal. You're starving yourself. I mean, hey, it is <laughs> what it is. And no now, fantasy and so, football either, so mm, that makes so it better. No, exactly. I'm not vested at all. If I catch a game, like I, I did enjoy um, watching the Raiders game for a little bit just because, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is an interesting quarterback. They just showed the oh. start. <laughs> not interesting oh, really? enough to come to Carolina. Listen, I still stand 10 toes down by that. But the level of success and I'm doing the air quotes that he has had during his career is, is irrefutable. You, yeah, you can't argue undeniable. against it. Exactly. But then you look at his talent and where it lies. And it goes back to what we talked about last week about the tight end not being able to play to his fullest ability in that scheme. He's not designed for the type of athletes that the Raiders have. Mm. They're built for a Derek Carr gunslinger, throw the ball 100 yards down the field and let your receiver go and get it up. He is more along the Brock Purdy lines in methodical checkdowns, do your job, don't don't mess it up, let the defense go. And that offense isn't built for that. They've got those big time so splashing. Exactly. And so I think for them to have pulled out that 17-13 victory last night was almost exclusively for that defense and your boy uh, backup love being able to throw that pick to seal it for him. But I don't see them having a long-term measure of success with him and – I wouldn't be surprised if halfway down the season, they as they start to lose a lot more close games, you see him being benched in and them trying to work their way possibly even to a first-round pick. Because if you add – imagine a Caleb Williams with that offense, with, the, with Devontae, and, and it's, it's a whole different outlook like that. And so um, this would be one of the years that I absolutely see a lot of teams that wouldn't traditionally tank go ahead and tank it. Now, we are excluded because we don't own our first-round pick, but – any of those who are hungry, Chicago is dancing right and now. It makes it even worse <laughs> that we're that that we're doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, um, yeah. So I, I want to keep this stuff concise. So with the injury report or or, or impactful injuries, I want to hear from you three uh, impactful injuries so far thus far this season that you feel have made a you know a major impact on uh, on how the season is. Has gone. And we're talking just. Um, let, what, do you want to exclude like a, uh, some obvious, some like Aaron Rodgers or Nick Chubb, or do you want to keep them in there? Aaron Rodgers is the biggest. I mean, it, all right, so let's, awesome. like, we'll both it's, agree on that. Okay, so yeah. we'll exclude him. Yeah. I think how hurt Justin Jefferson is, I know he's, they're putting him on the IR, so that's a minimum of four weeks. If he's able to strengthen that and come back, because we talked about it um, before with Kid, not Kittle, um, what's Taylor Swift's boyfriend name? Kelsey. Travis Kelsey with uh, and I hate that. And I, oh, yeah, remind yeah, me to yeah. tell you about what Be Easy sent me today on, about that subject. But nonetheless, um, conspiracy theory. But if you look at what happened with Travis Kelsey when in his game this week he twisted his ankle, and when he went when he went down, I was like, I saw the play, and it's like, oh, he might be 
done that. But for him to have come back, so we understand these athletes are a little bit different. But Justin Jefferson and how hurt he is. is we understand these athletes' drugs are a little bit different. But Absolutely. Because I, I literally said the same thing. It's like, oh, they shot him up good oh, and yeah. taped him well. he finished, yeah. And scored a touchdown right. afterward coming back, too. Um, but, yeah, I think that injury is big. Austin Eckler is another one. I have always, I, for the last two seasons, I've been praising what the, the Chargers have been able to do and what they're building. They've got an amazing quarterback, a good defense, but they always underperform. Not having that type of player in their lineup is huge. And so I think that just kind of lends a little bit to that, too. So I think he would be my second. And then also um, one that could have been worse. And I'll say that it was an impactful injury in that had it been anything more than it was, they'd have been just through T.J. Watt. Yeah, the mm. ligament issue with his finger yeah, yeah. that actually won't cause him season. to miss. Yeah, but the, the anointing recently this week, oh. a ligament issue with his finger that won't cause him to miss any time. But they were scared. Without yeah. T.J. Watt, they're us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're us. Who are um, some of the ones that are impactful for you? I'm going to start with, uh, it might shock you a little bit, but Mike Williams. Um, mm. I think it was slated to kind of um, have a solid season and, and kind of do his thing. Um, I think I'll kind of couple Nick Chubb up there with the Aaron Rodgers situation where it's like just obvious what what type of blow that that, that man caused. Right, that, yeah. And then um, I would also, if I was, I'm going to be real, bro. Okay. J.C. Horn. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just, I'm going to be honest, bro. Like, and... He a bust in your eyes, or or I would, he's he's fragile in my eyes. But um, JC and Shaq, if I could couple them together as one choice, because of I'd say our whole defense, absolutely, our defensive absolutely. unit pause being there's, injury. There's there's a defensive end. We've got two linebackers and like two or three members of our secondary that is just hurt. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. So mm-hmm. that honestly. Is is our difference to me between zero and five and two and three or, or something like that? To me, which two um, games would we have won with a fully healthy defense the whole year? So up to this point, because Detroit, I don't, I don't see if we had stepped up and played better, they would have stepped up and played better. I think we would have gotten out of Detroit, okay, been able to make a stand. You think and, we would have beat Detroit? Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So we did for that, but go ahead. We could have beat Atlanta. And I was just about to say, in the Atlanta game. We could have beat Atlanta. Um, but ne- but nevertheless, I, I um it just the blow that it 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 made to the, the team as a whole and the, the morale and the momentum, um, if we had any kind of traction of, of, of what it would have been. Um and then I'll I'll just kind of put a wild card out there and, and say Anthony Richardson. I think he had some mm. momentum going, and uh, he's got to kind of get over this hiccup uh, right now. Yeah. With Anthony Richardson out, I, I very clearly see a path for CJ Stroud to be the offensive rookie of the year this year. And and that's the thing. Like, we, we you forced the way that they were marketed to always pit all three of them against each other and see kind of where – who is performing against, you know, uh, one another. And right now, like you said, the available guy that is performing the best is actually C.J. Stroud, which is which is crazy. It's just crazy. I mean, uh, but 
Um, we tried to. They, there was a little small sightings of Adam Thielen uh, this past week. Um, not enough to make any splashes, right? Of course. Uh, but speaking of splashes, let's go ahead and move on to um, our new segment that we introduced last week. We don't have a soundbite for it yet, so I'm freestyling each week. <laughs> Most impressive win. <laughs> <laughs> Most disappointing loss. <laughs> Most disappointing loss. Are we doing? Oh, you're already mention? ready. Oh, I'm locked. Yeah. Um, are we doing honorable mention? Or are we just locking in for the sake of time and just going? Uh, give? We could. We could lock it. It depends on which one you choose. Because if you choose mine, then <laughs> nah, not even. Right. Let's, let's just go right, ahead straight right, into it. No honorable um, mention this week. First of all, slow down because it sounds like you just you were preparing for whenever I intro this one. All right, go ahead, bro. I mean, that's what I'm supposed to do with you. Right, 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 right. Go ahead. I think that I did have a couple of honorable mention or uh, honorable mention or two with this, but go ahead. We're we're starting with disappointing loss, right? My disappointing loss of the week belongs to the Buffalo Bills, who went to London and lost to the Jaguars 25 20. That's a good one. Yeah, we just talked about them last week and being one of the most impressive teams and how after their first loss they came in. Now, granted, I understand that it's. London and that the Jacksonville Jaguars have competed in more games in London than any other team. They were rumored at one point to have been being moved as a franchise over there. So, hey, you. But uh, I definitely understand how um, it happened. But, like, you knew that it could happen. You had the Bills. You were playing a certain standard of football. Don't let it happen. There, There is, you know, not rumbling, but, you know, talk around that. London is the Jaguars home away from home. Absolutely. So, you know, they are familiar with preparing over there across the pond versus some teams that are one off. I come here once every 10 years. You guys been here but to twice your point, you're this professionals. Month, this year. <laughs> like we we do the same thing with our fraternity, you know, with the fact that hey, y'all are all grown men. You're professionals. You got a job to do. Go do your job. So I agree with that. Because even though, yes, they're more well-versed and it's a home it away a from game, home. Though. It's a home away from home for them. What's the difference between that and going down to Jacksonville and beating them? They're familiar with their stadium more than you are, no matter how many times you've been there. So, nah, I'm not, I'm not going to get that. Who's your okay. disappointing loss for the week? I am uh, remiss and I am kind of nervous to say my disappointing loss because, you know, um, my sister Patriot Patty shows us a lot of love all the time. You Regularly. Know, Shout um, out. And provided these beautiful facilities and stuff like that as well for us, bro. But I know. I know. I know. It, it, I, I, y'all made the show is what I'm saying. Y'all made the show. But my disappointing loss for the week would have to be the New England Patriots. Uh, they felt the thing... I don't know where to start, but they fell to the New Orleans Saints, thirty-four to nothing. Mm-hmm. The game was in New England, I believe. Yep. And um, first, the first things first to get out the way, y'all played NFC South team. You're supposed to handle business first, please. Off, off, off top, because we have that understanding, right? Second thing, hold on now, watch it now. Yeah, because you're about to swing <laughs> on me. Um, Might have to get Patriots just saying, like this quick. stretch, this stretch or whatnot for the Patriots as far as these past two weeks had been some of the worst. I just got to call it for what it is. Some of the worst coaching from Bill Belichick um, that we've seen. Um, what just just being the 
the head honcho, you know what I mean? Just him being the the shot caller as far as who takes care of what and who calls what plays. These past two weeks, three weeks for the Patriots have been some of the worst performances that we've seen in like 20 years. So... You ain't got the answers, man. You ain't got the answers. And not me. Not you. Yeah. This is for Bill. Okay. Patriot Patty and I had this discussion. Um, You want... want, I might have to get... Come on. Come on over real quick. I might have to get you in on this one. But we had a discussion talking about this and how it's looking real Tom Brady heavy-ish on all of the success that was had by the Patriots throughout their dynastic uh, era. Now... I will give Bill Belichick this. During that time, the X's and old adjustments and decisions that he made with what personnel he had, I think allowed and put Tom and them in the best positions to be able to do that. Tom Brady taking a whole lot less money for a whole bunch of years also helped to be able to get additional players and put pieces in that some of these other teams traditionally don't have to do when you have to pay your quarterback $500 million over 10 years. But Stop taking shots. Go ahead, bro. What's your point? <laughs> Stop taking but, shots at me. <laughs> they shooting. But what is going on right now is that he's not adjusted to what the schemes Agreed. and what the game is now. And as a result, you also don't have Tom Terrific coming through that door. I feel like, um, real quickly, because I'm trying to get Patriot Patty over here, I feel like um, he was exactly what they needed from a head coach perspective when Tom was there in the years as far as a steady hand at the wheel, somebody that's not over-emotional one way or the other. And right now, they may need some kind of spark. They need some fire. That's going to wake them up. So, you know. Patriot Patty, what are yeah, your thoughts you know, about Without the- further ado, you know, if you, if you please. <laughs> you want the headphones too? It's Patriot yeah, Patty, yes. y'all. I know. Right, I'm here. Right. And I'm Family always here. Free. Let me yes. just say that. Family friendly. Um, shout out to my girls, CJ and Ron. Carolina oh, Sports DJ Talk. High Star. Shout out. But, yeah. Big cliff. Big anyway, cliff. Sorry. Family, but I apologize. Family but um, it's a lot going on. It the is. only issue is not just Mac Jones. We have... We, we need a lot. It's, it's a lot. And it's going to take a lot. It's going to take some time for us to rebuild... And um, the Patriots Nation fandom, we're spoiled, okay? So do you think that it is time for Bill Belichick to go? Why? Lifelong Patriots fan. Why, why he put that on me, y'all? Why he put question. me on blast with that? <laughs> um, I feel like Bill is stuck in his ways. Um, I feel like... I feel like, it, it, I feel like it, it, it may be time for a change, being honest. Mm. Being honest, I do. Big Cliff just did the same thing I did on the mic. Shout out one time to Patriot Patty. Yeah, yeah, appreciate that. We really do. But yeah, that was that was my disappointing loss of the week. I actually it when I because I went over um, to um, to Club Shed, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, a mixed master T and Patriot Patty were over there watching the game, and it was just it was it was kind of somber. I, I, first of all, I already knew that we were getting dragged, right? So it was even more somber, you know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. I just wanted to add that Rome came into the Patriot DJ Highstar Nason Shed Shed. I'm sorry, DJ Highstar. I apologize. Came into the Patriots Nason Shed, and it was about five minutes left in the fourth quarter, and we was getting slammed. But the point of the fact no, 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 is, no. Say, say what I did. He though. changed what I did the first. channel. All right. He changed the channel. Yeah, play whatever sound effect. He oh. changed the channel. <laughs> exactly. We don't got that. And you don't do that. I was just about to bring that up. You, I'm glad you it, did. Okay. I'm go glad ahead. you did. Mike back to, D- to Cliff. Yeah, Bro, yeah, that's a perfect one right man? there. So, um, yeah, the the Pittsburgh Baltimore game, which was, was a much more entertaining game at the time, <laughs> right? Her uncle went inside the house. I, I turned it on that game. He came back in the uh, shed and he was like, "Oh, the um, game over." Yo, yeah, yo, they turned because they, he kept mentioning earlier while the Patriots getting smacked. He was like, "Yo." They won't even turn the game. I thought they would turn the game by now. So when he came back in and he mm-hmm. saw the Pittsburgh-Baltimore game on, he said, oh, so yeah, they turned the game? And uh, Patriot Patty was like, nah. Uh, you know, DJ Highstar turned it. He was like, all right now. All right now. We're turning the game in here. But yet he also started off. What? Go ahead. What? He said, oh, yeah, he turned it back. Definitely. <laughs> The shellacking, <laughs> right? That was the sh- to the shellacking. He said, "Yeah, no, y'all can change it if you want to. I won't change it back." But which was understandable. <laughs> but in the time that he was gone, it's like, nah, this Pittsburgh game is getting good. Some kind of entertaining worth of football because this ain't it. Patriots or not, but honestly, so. I, I understand it. You, and, and and we had a discussion. The loyalty that it takes to be miserable by choice weekly is immense. I have gotten to the point where I am frustrated, and so I just choose not to do, to torment myself. I don't have it in me to switch to another team. As much well, as they, as much noise as I made about that, unless they had signed like Jimmy Garoppolo, I was going to dig serious, just trash him. But at this point, the loyalty, I can't see myself rooting for another team. So I just rather not watch. Yeah, the the two honorable mentions that I did have were the cowgirls. I mean, the Cowboys, and also us, uh, Carolina Panthers. Um, in the fashion that we lost to Detroit. So those were my two other honorable mentions. So we want to go ahead and move forward, and let's talk about a couple of impressive wins. You mentioned it a little bit, and I'll go first on this one, but you mentioned it um, just now and alluded to it. But the Steelers' win Mm. over the Ravens is actually my impressive win of the week. Division, foe. There was a lot of division rivalries going on this weekend mm-hmm. um, but that was one that stuck out to me it's a very close game and they had to fight to the end to uh to get that victory so that was one of my that was my impressive win of the week yeah so my impressive win um i know when to you know go ahead and digest my humble pie for the niners over the cowboys I, I really thought that this was a game that i could see them uh coming out and losing and instead they just dominated from Start to finish um, mm-hmm. against a really competitive, a really strong team uh, in the Dallas Cowboys. So shout yeah. out to uh, the Niners, the Niners, I guess. I mean, they you know. they look like a complete. We talked about it, a complete team, bro. They're locked in on every facet from special teams, um, the wide receivers, quarterback play, offensive line, running backs, Force which can switch back. out to wide receiver and back and forth in between. They are dangerous, so multiple and just. So, uh, along with Run CMC, um, 
it leads me into my honorable mention. Another former Panther did his thing this past week on the Thursday night game. Uh, DJ Moore. Shout out to DJ Moore, man. Shout out to DJ Moore, man. He put up fifty points on me in my fantasy matchup. Yeah, I was a record scratch. <laughs> <laughs> I think he probably had he probably he had two hundred something yards or one hundred ninety something yards, but he did his thing like the first the end of the first quarter. He had already had like a hundred yards. Um, like 22 fantasy points. So that was the honorable mention for me, the Bears and their performance against the Commanders, uh, winning 40 to 20 over the Commanders. That was an honorable mention for my impressive win. I got to tell, I got I got to go back and tell, tell the truth. I did watch football this weekend because I saw that. I don't know if I watched it on highlights or if I was actually watching part of that game, but I watched DJ Moore catch that second one where he went up in Moss Buddy and was like, hey, yo, I'm, I was like, yo, is he about to score? They had already at that point been gushing about him, pause. Yeah. But like when he caught that, I was like, oh, nah. And then he hit him with the one, two, three, like with the Kobe count. I was like, yeah. all right, nah, nah, you just, all right, you deserve that, my boy. My honorable mention, uh, we already did mine. This is yours. I'm not doing no, an honorable mention. We, uh, I was about to say, yeah, we didn't do an honorable mention of uh, a press of win for you. But if you didn't have one, because the Bears, like I said, the Bears commander was mine. Um, again, the Jaguars-Bills thing could have been either way for me as far as disappointing loss, impressive win. Um, the Jets the Jets did a, had a pretty impressive win against the Broncos, but nothing outside of that. Um, the Bengals win would have been my, it was actually one that I was kind of. They finally turned up. They Chase. all the way. Listen, when they listened and realized Mr. 7-Eleven was sitting out there, man, they, it was it was just time to go ahead and make that move. And I'm glad Absolutely. to see that outcome for them. And I, I really hope that this is the start of them figuring it out and not just a reflection of them playing the Cardinals. So Yeah, I agree. Um, I spoke earlier about us hanging out and having a good time Saturday. A lot of other people were having a good time Saturday with some NCAA football. We were um, watching some college football, man, from every level and every, you know, as far as level of competition and stuff like that. There was some good football going on. I was telling you a little bit in pre-production, Big Cliff, I was I caught some of the Missouri LSU game. Mm-hmm. Miz, I mean, LSU allowed Missouri to stay in the game for the entire game and almost uh, fell to an upset. Uh, they, 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 they squeaked out of there with a win, uh, but yeah, there was some great football going on this weekend. What what caught your eye? Um, first off, got to give a big shout out to the Benedict College Tigers. All right, you know what time it is. Do you got the math ready? Calculators? No? No, but this one was a little bit closer. All right. This team, they actually had to come from behind down in Alabama. Final score, 27-24. It's always good to see some adversity. Yeah, and I think this exactly. I think they're going to take it out on Fort Valley State this Thursday night on ESPN two. Uh, Where at in in Columbia, Charlie Ooh. W. Johnson Stadium. Are you calling the game? I am calling the game. So if you want to check me out, you can hear us on ESPN two as the Benedict College Tigers takes on Fort Valley State University in Charlie Double John- Charlie W. Johnson Stadium in Columbia, South Carolina. Game kicks off at seven thirty, so you can tune in on ESPN two and hear yours truly singing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, now nah, they the, 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 the Miles game they were down. Um, 20 to 24-20 in the fourth quarter and and the the offense just marched down the field with a command and and came back and was able to get that game winning touchdown and uh, I'm impressed. I mentioned that this was probably the stiffest competition that they faced this year and to be able to dig it out and get the victory says a lot about that team and now they sit 5-0 and um, 
and yeah. looking real impressive, man. So, uh, again, there's a lot of close games, close competition this weekend. We're gonna uh, go to the you know six and zero. Pardon me. Okay, we're six gonna go to the the hot team of the season, of course, um, Colorado, mm-hmm. uh, the Colorado Colorado Buffaloes. Uh, defeated Arizona State um, to go to excuse me four and two. They defeated them twenty seven to twenty four. Arizona State falls to one and five, mm-hmm. and that was another close game. Uh, went down to the wire, and if you've heard any uh, post game commentary from Coach Prime, he was not real happy with their performance. Um, anything you know? Again, well, Shador showed up in uh, in the primest of times and <laughs> under the there. big under the big lights um was there anything that stood out to you about this game or anything like that so i didn't see the game but i did check out the box score um at one in five arizona state is in a team that they should have struggled with but i think that's Agreed. more reflective of what we talked about that every week every team that they play are coming with their you best shot the, the best they, this is their super bowl knowing Agreed. that the eyes of the country are on them, they get to have that point of pride. And so they, they dig a little deeper than if they were playing Colorado State. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. Um, I think that may be more reflective of that. But still, like you mentioned, the mistakes, the mental mistakes, the pre-snap stuff, things that are uh, that are evitable, things that you can change and prevent, they got to do a better job and become a little bit more disciplined. The, the, the talent is what it is with regards to the disparities, but – Ultimately, I think the Colorado Buffs are headed in the, in the right direction, and, and I think they, they're going to be all right the rest of the season. Absolutely. Um, and again, this is Carolina Sports Talk, so feel free to always interact with us on our Facebook page, Carolina Sports Talk, Talk Back. Uh, feel free to email us if you got any kind of emails to cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. Um, I did want to give a shout-out to a gentleman out there in uh, Chapel Hill. Uh, your man's Drake May. I'm not sure if you're familiar. Mm-hmm. It's from Huntersville, um, out here in Charlotte. But uh, six four, two hundred thirty pound quarterback out there in uh Chapel Hill is doing his thing this year. Um, he kind of he he so far he has six uh thousand six hundred twenty nine yards. On the season, um, eight touchdowns to four interceptions. But last week, uh, his performance uh, had three touchdowns, 442 yards, and went through 33 for 47 against Syracuse uh, to lead UNC to a 40-7 to victory uh, over Syracuse to go 5-0. and um, UNC right now is ranked number 14. Um, so I just wanted to give... Give him some, give him some love. Give him a shout out, of course, out there, uh, representing the Carolinas well right now. You normally don't see it, but Chapel Hill and Duke, uh, normally basketball right, teams, exactly. <laughs> but they're doing their thing in football this year. Yeah, shout out to the young man. Um, this past week, based on his performance against Syracuse, did get the Manning Award of the week as well as the Davy O'Brien Award for the week. Um, two of the kind of weekly, kind of like defensive player of the year, but for the quarterback position. Uh, a few years ago, um, a few years, 2011, um, Dan Patrick had an interview with Andrew Luck during his junior sophomore year, pardon me, when he was one of the finalists for the Heisman, um, the year that Cam Newton ultimately won it. 
Dan Patrick said to him, congratulations, young man, on, after the interview, congratulations on, on a, an amazing season and have fun cheering for Cam Newton at the Heisman. And <laughs> I say that to say that yeah. Luke May is having an amazing season. Duke, I think. And oh, let me see his name. Go ahead. And he, can, he is going to ultimately, if he is a Heisman finalist, which I think his performance will dictate, he will have fun in New York cheering Drake, on. Drake May. Um, yeah, I said Luke. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Luke? Luke is the basketball player. But go ahead. <laughs> but Drake May. But um, you said Luke. That's why I said it. But nonetheless, I'm, I'm sitting right here like I don't know his name. is not in front of me. Nonetheless, <laughs> I digress. Uh, <laughs> Patriot Patty over here with the specs, ladies and gentlemen. Because <laughs> they can see. Right. But, uh, <laughs> I'm keeping it, too. Right. But. He's going to cheer for Caleb, Caleb Williams, Williams. In, in, at the Heisman. So, congratulations Shador, for an amazing season. I'm going to be in the cheerleading Exactly. Shador, even with the season that Shador's Yo, having, congratulations. Bro, good job, bro. Man, I, remember, man, I almost Shout beat out. you. Yeah. yeah. But Memories. also, so before we get to the Miami game real quick, the other thing right now, again, a lot of these players are leveraging that I did want your opinion on or, or your thoughts on is uh, knowing their leverage or knowing their power as far as NIL and choosing – to stay and uh, Eli Manning gang their way into the draft, like with this list of teams mm-hmm. that they're demanding right now. There's uh, for those that don't know, and for the audience that's out of the loop, Caleb Williams kind of has put out a, a little wish list as far as teams that he would want to play for and stuff like that. You remember so, all the teams that was on? I think it was what four, five. What's that? How many teams was on the list? Yeah, it might have been about five. Okay. So if you're like Shador or Drake May and you're sitting at the Heisman uh, thing this year, it's like, are you just like, what's, what's your thoughts? Period. Like, knowing that you could get drafted and make millions, but you're making millions now. And that's the thing. If you are Shador and you've got a system like what Colorado is and it's built knowing next year is going to be greater, knowing that you're still making millions of dollars anyway with your NIL. But you get to kind of shine and, and increase your later and future earnings and capacity. No, I'm chilling to the crib. Now, it, it, truth be told, it's something that's happened for years. Um, that Michael Crabtree sticks in my mind where he didn't want to go where he was getting and he's like I'm not coming y'all wasted a draft pick and literally sat a whole season and then was selected in the supplemental draft the following year because he's like yeah no I'm not doing that I'm good I'll stay here there have always been athletes willing to do that to come back an extra year I decided to come back for my senior year you didn't want to go to the team where you were slated to go or you didn't some weren't even didn't give a draft grade high enough to come out if you're not getting a first or second round draft pick uh, grade it makes sense to say because they, they're cats who get in first and second and go in the fourth. And so I understand the decision making ultimately to go back. But yeah, no, college, man, take your time. Yeah. Young, young folks, if you out there listening, take your time so, in college. Yeah, absolutely. The other two uh, very, very, very close games that went um, either way, um, mm-hmm. USC. And three overtimes defeats uh, three and three Arizona to stay undefeated at six and zero, oh, forty three to forty one, a very very uh, good game. And then also a game that I wanted your thoughts on before we move forward to Word Association, uh, Georgia Tech, unranked Georgia Tech mm-hmm. defeats number seventeen Miami twenty three to twenty. So either game though, shout out to Caleb. Your uh, baby step, uh, step cousin, baby, 
Yeah, shout out to Heem. Uh, first of all, with the Miami, I'll start there, Heartbroke. Um, I am a Miami fan. Traditionally, I can remember being a young cat before, like, the Panthers were even a team. And college football was Saturday watching the Miami Hurricanes. So, you said you chose, like, a little Pop Warner team or something. I literally, I remember yeah, the story. Yeah, right. yeah. It's the Hurricanes, man. Too. Okay. Right. But nonetheless, uh, it, I'm not going to harp on what happened. Coach did come out this week and say it's not the player's fault. It was his fault to, instead of just calling that, calling to take that knee, ending the game, he put them in jeopardy and he ultimately owned up to it. And, and so I respect that. You can't make those kind of mistakes. Absolutely. Not, not and continue to want to be. That, that's what's held us back from being the you for the last several years. Because every year it's always, well, we all, this is the year. We got the squad. We got the potential. We've got the talent. But the mental mistakes by players have typically been what's holding us back. But now to have these going on in the coach, it's like, yo, if it ain't one thing, it's another. So okay. ultimately, hopefully he, with his acknowledging what happened and kind of owning up to his mistake, can learn from that and kind of avoid those types of things moving forward. Yeah. Thoughts on the Miami real quick? Um, I'm a Canes fan. That's Her. all I had to Listen, say about that. You said everything I had to say. Uh, you know, um, there's been well, viral clips of Marshawn Lynch saying that he uh, like laughed in Pete Carroll and uh, Russell Wilson's face after that. <laughs> and that's how I felt, man. Like, yeah, it just it just feels like sometimes you want PlayStation controllers in your hand while the mm-hmm. game is going on or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're going <clears> to <throat> move forward... Again, shout out to USC for... Well, I was going to tap on that real quick. Yeah. And just as a guy, I guess, passing by, their defense was revealed last when in their game against Colorado. I think it was revealed. Oh, yeah. No, exactly. You said it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought you was about to say but this In week, the game yeah. against Colorado, when they yeah. were able to come back, that showed weaknesses and holes that if you can get them into the second half, you got a chance against USC. And that's something that I don't know how they addressed this late in the season, but if they have any hopes of being able to contend truly for a national championship with there being eight teams, mm-hmm. They are going to need to fill that up real quick. Absolutely. I I definitely agree. I I thought to myself earlier, um, and it was uh, that considering Oregon, USC, all the hype that Colorado has, the Pac-12 normally, Stanford included, they're known for high scoring, Mm -hmm. but not known at the end of the season for being national championship national champions, um, normally again, we've had um, the SEC kind of dominating mm-hmm. ACC, um, the Big Ten, couple, Big Ten, right? But those are all teams that are predicated upon speed on the defensive side. Agreed, uh, but to your point, leagues, right. um, you know that that was just a, a nail biter, and it, it it may again to your other point with Colorado game that may have exposed. A chink there where teams are like, okay, let's let's attack that. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Words. So yeah, uh, well, definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, something else to keep an eye on is uh, our word association segment for the week. Word association. All right. Okay. Brought to you by nobody. <laughs> uh, but um, so wanted to go through this real quick. There were some other things I told you in pre-production. Um, so I wanted to start off word association with something that's not on the list. Uh, <laughs> okay. The Panthers. Uh-huh. 
This word association. <laughs> this is a, uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. That's yours. Uh, NFL. All right. Why NFL? Well, why? Uh-huh. Bro, you, you said uh-huh first. first. I'm, okay. I'm asking. Okay. <laughs> uh, NFL. It's because when I was hyped up about the first round draft pick and the uh-huh. Panther season that... Lasted uh, not for long, okay. <laughs> not for long. NF, uh-huh. uh, but also, uh-huh. all right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Got that one. Off. Um, after this, this loss, and they quoted uh, Frank Reich for saying that, "Hey, I've spoken with David Tepper. He's making sure that we are doing and we're on pace." I've never felt lower. Okay, <laughs> we're on I've pace never. To be yeah, terrible. Please, 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 please. You're, you're producing right now. Please give me another. I never felt lower, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that'll work. That'll work. So, uh... Ha-ha! <laughs> nah, but I just don't have anything else for these guys. I've, uh, the, the only thing that I can associate with this team right now is... <sighs> sub, service, poor play... No, no, I don't have another NFL. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, they're they're trash, Basura. So yeah, that, that that's mine. Yeah, uh huh. Because literally anything that we can talk about it, I'm really just gonna be like, uh huh. That was I lazy, but I, get I don't it. care. I was about to say it was lazy, but it was for a purpose. I understand why I was lazy. Okay. Uh-huh. I care. That's that's the effort of level. The level of effort. Okay. Because so, if I think about it, <laughs> <laughs> another thing, another thing. They so the um, next up. So the next uh, word association: the New York Liberty uh, versus the Las Vegas Aces. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna have enough of the onomatopoeia, bro. This word <laughs> association, not onomatopoeia association. All right. <laughs> Mine's is going to be in. Uh, Mine's is words. Association in LeBron James fashion. It's about time. I hear you. I am excited to see this matchup because I want to see my girl get her finals, get her finals MVP, and whomever she got to go through, might as well go through the best. And so I'm definitely excited to see it. Um, when is the game? Tomorrow, tonight? Yeah, it's going to be slated for tomorrow at 9 p.m. Okay, so when y'all are listening to this, y'all can go ahead and tune in and watch the Liberty and the Aces. I think it'll be a good matchup. What's what, what, what's your word? Um, because Words. Uh, right, uh, I ju- just been dying to see is the divinity part of it where we have such a close connection to Asia and a uh, few degrees of separation with her out there in Colombia, but also the way that the Liberty have been performing uh, this season, and there was just this funny uh, clip going around of Asia. After one of their recent games, um, where she was like, uh, the the reporter was asking her something, and they had a mic like in her face or a camera in her face, and you could hear the South Carolina or the Columbia come out of her. And she was like, "Oh, you got that in my face!" And like she was just like, "Why you got that camera in my face for?" Or something like that. And She's it was super just Columbia. like Right, exactly. So it's just cool to see um, see her out there, see them do anything. Or whatnot. And I think it's it's just about time that that the uh, WNBA is getting the the shine that they deserve. 
Yeah, absolutely, and it's it's good. It's good basketball. People always talked about, oh, then the girls suck. The girls suck. They playing really good basketball. Agreed. Agreed. Speaking of basketball, um, yeah, man, um, Kai Jones mm -hmm. uh, requests a trade uh, from the Hornets or an association. I'm going to do two words. Boy, stop. Mm. Mine is really. <laughs> I okay. guess so. It's a little but, on the nose, but yeah, Bahamian um, uh, professional player Kai Jones. He's he was born actually in 2001. I looked it up earlier, March. which is wild. March so he's maybe 22 right now. Mm -hmm. um, he's a kid. He uh, went to Twitter and demanded a trade from the Hornets after several weeks of being in the social media uh, sphere. Uh, for all the wrong things and you know um he did you see terrence ross respond to him and mm -hmm. they're back and forth terrence ross was like yo somebody needs to get this guy some help seriously right. or something and kai jones responded like i'm the greatest player to ever play the game or something like that so boy stop <laughs> aside from the self-explanatory reasons of um the visions of grandeur i i also looked the young man up in 67 games last year, he averaged a whopping 2.7 points per game. He Visions also of grandeur. Go yes. ahead, man. Being that, more grand than he is. Okay, no, I, I actually didn't know that. So thank you. Yeah. The more you know. The more you know. <laughs> but yeah, no. So it's point average. 2.7 points per game, and a whopping 3.1 rebounds per game. You requesting a trade is like saying. Hey, man, somebody want to take my trash out for me real quick? I, 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 I'll come play basketball for you. Bro, you're trash. Get out of here. We appreciate yeah. you. Sit down. And to the same point is why I said really, um, to, to your point, like trade, a trade where he's one of those players where his highlights and, and um, of course, of course the off-the-court stuff, but his highlights. Right. Don't even warrant a return. But, but, but his highlights outweigh the actual content or the actual – um, you know, output for right. him on the court, in other words. So it doesn't weigh out, but then he sees his highlights and he's like, I'm that dude. He dunked on Wimby, you know what I mean, in summer game or whatever it was, but he's got that highlight. So he's got but different things that he's hinging his, his confidence on. It doesn't weigh out enough to be able to get something in oh, return. I agree, Big Cliff. I'm not the one <laughs> to try to convince. Yeah, yeah I agree. Even his drugs are. But nonetheless, <laughs> we wish the best for the young man. And uh, we hope he finds help and a home someplace else. Because I, I would like to be able to say that I don't mind paying $10 for a, a pizza at the games in Charlotte. What is his name there? Time Warner? Not what Time Warner. Spectrum Center? Yeah. I wouldn't mind. Like Now, I feel like you're robbing me. I'll give if you're good and the basketball is good. I'll give you ten dollars or thirteen dollars for a, cu a cup of beer or something. I'll give you that. But right now I'm being robbed because they aren't. They're not both teams, that. which Listen, is so sad. The city of Charlotte be struggling, my boy. I'm about to get some soccer uh, season tickets. They are sorry. Mm -hmm. We we had the opportunity to um, work one of the games over there for for the um, for the Charlotte French football franchise, and. They tied with the worst team in the league. <sighs> Go ahead and cue up the uh, sign-off music, man. Listen, yeah, I'm going to tell y'all. Like <laughs> Big Cliff, you got anything for the people, though? 
Nah, man. <laughs> I, listen, bro. I just appreciate nah, you. Nah, man. Hey, so I got this going on this weekend, but y'all can't come. But uh, yeah, if you see me out there, don't talk to me. Whack. <laughs> Very corny. If y'all didn't peep that and pick that up, I appreciate you uh, again. Y'all make sure y'all tell y'all smart speakers to play Carolina Sports Talk. Make sure y'all email Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. Appreciate y'all for joining us. You could have been in, anywhere in the world. Cheer joined us this evening, man. Appreciate you. DJ High Star. Signing off.